Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. But to get started, what I want to talk about first of all is... Sport! Um, you will not see me doing any silly videos anytime soon. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There always is. Mm. I don't know what it is about tunnels. <laughs> so, we... Hello and welcome. In today's episode, we are talking about the reasons why you should hire a professional organiser if you are stuck in your decluttering journey. We will talk about the pros and cons of hiring a professional organiser, the different roles that your professional organiser will play in your life and why they may be your biggest asset in getting your home organised. They absolutely can be. And before we jump into today's episode, we just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. And if you're a listener who hasn't done that yet, please do it. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, write a review, leave a rating. It honestly helps Bonnie and I in keeping this ad free. But of course, it also makes us feel really good to know that what we're producing and putting out into the universe is well received. So if you haven't done it yet, If you wouldn't mind taking a minute to head on over to your app or our Facebook page and leave a review, we will be so grateful. So for today's episode, we're talking about reasons why you should hire a professional organiser. And I guess Bonnie just needed a self-esteem kick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, No, in fact, I'm really excited about talking about this topic in particular because there are so many amazing organisers worldwide and it's not just like, hey, hire our team here in Brisbane in Southeast Queensland. This is about so much more than that because as much as we would love to travel the world, we are only a small team compared to what is out there. And there are just so many people out in the world who are consumed by stuff, consumed by clutter, who do need an organizer in their home. And thank you to shows like Marie Kondo and The Home Edit and Consumed. And in Australia, we've got The Living Room and Space Invaders, which is a new TV show. All these shows are helping shed light on the industry um, that we are in, the organising industry, and it's becoming so much more commonplace and so much more culturally accepted that getting an organiser in is not actually the luxury that people think it is. It's not about necessarily creating that perfect pantry or that home edit wardrobe. It is actually about getting rid of the clutter, getting rid of the items that do hold us back and able and being able to reclaim space and being able to reclaim time for the things that we love and the people that we love in our life. And and that is really what drives us at Little Miss Organized is helping people make that transformation and be able to live a more fulfilling life because they've let go of the things that are holding them back. I can tell you're really passionate about it. Yeah, sorry, I did get up on my soapbox a little bit there. (laughs) That's all right. I'll just step back down. (laughs) Um, I did that a little bit on our last episode when we were talking about living above and below the line. I was like, yes, "Yes, my time has come. I did feel like it was a little bit of a runaway horse. Yeah, it was like, Ted, talk. 
TED Talk. <laughs> TED Talk. Yes, that's a great topic. You have no TED idea what talk. I'm talking about. Of course you have to go back and listen. But I wanted to give you a bit of a plug here, Bond, because you are making this move up to the Sunshine Coast. And if you are someone right now who is considering engaging with a professional organiser and you want someone who is reputable, Bonnie's company, Little Miss Organised, has a team of organisers that service Brisbane, the Gold Coast and the Sunshine Coast. And so that's something you can consider as well. But we are yeah. talking... <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but we are talking about the pros and cons, really, because, mm. I mean, of course, we can think of plenty of pros, but we are going to give you a balanced perspective when you're considering engaging with um, a professional organising company. And we're also going to talk about when you do need to hire a PO, which is what we call ourselves, what are the things that you actually need to consider before you engage someone? So we're going to talk about that right at the end. But to get started, what I want to talk about, first of all, is... Sport! Uh, sort of. Yes, I want to use a sports analogy to kind of identify what the different roles are that an organiser can actually play for you in your home. Because um, over the last 10 years, I've had different people say like, what's an organiser? What do they do? And why do we need one? Do you clean? Are you a cleaner? Yes, yes. Um, we'll do an episode in the next couple of months about organising versus uh, cleaning because I think it's really important to make the distinction and there's such a synergy between a professional organiser and a cleaner because um, they're two totally different roles but they can just work together so well if you allow it. So what I want to start with is the first role that your organiser will play. Is there a bit like a coach? I warned you there would be sports. There is sports. We're in the sports zone. We're in the sports zone. And it's that listener who's really passionate about the Cowboys. Was it the Cowboys? Yes. She yes. is like, woo. Yeah, she is on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've always loved sports. Like my entire life I've played so many different sports. You know, we've done swimming, done hockey, done netball, done tennis, done volleyball. Did What, you did netball? Yeah, very early on, like oh, primary school, I was not never, for very long. I was never allowed to do it because our um, auntie, who I don't think listens to this podcast, but if she does, hello, um, <laughs> she had shocking knees from oh. all her years of netball. And I remember dad being like, nah, you're oh. never doing netball. Oh. And so like – it's weird because I feel like it's just one of those basic Australian sporting skills. It is. And I don't have it. It's funny that we were allowed to do hockey, which is a far more dangerous sport. Oh, Bonnie and I have a shocking hockey story, which we're just totally going to digress and tell oh, really yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that girl whose yes. parent? Okay. So there was this girl at hockey, she already knows, um, <laughs> who had, you meant to wear mouth guards, key yeah. information. She had a parent who was a dentist. She yeah. had a parent who was an orthodontist and she just had her brain is off like a day or two before this big hockey game so they hadn't made her a new mouth guard to fit or something like that some some reason and she got a hockey ball to the mouth when mm. she wasn't wearing a mouth a guard. mouth guard like that is the day after she got her the braces slimmest off. of chances and it happened oh and I remember we used to get battered all the time from hockey, like, you know, hockey balls to the thumbs and all that kind of – to mm. the shins, but mm. you had your shin guards. And, you know, Dad, I remember he just got to a point and he was like, nah, that game is rough. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really funny because I remembered exactly what story you were talking about, but I didn't remember those extra details about her other parent parents. Being, no, I remembered one was a dentist, mm. but I didn't know, remember that she had gotten her braces off recently and that's why she didn't have a mouth guard on. I just thought it was a careless mistake of leaving it at home or something like that. So, oh, no, that's what yeah. pains so much is after all those years of braces, yes. the teeth were then obviously totally oh. destroyed. Oh, just ouch. Yeah. So ouch. Anyway. Let's go back to the sports so coaches. Analogy. So your professional organiser is like a coach because they are someone who coaches you basically and there are 
organizers out there who will call themselves a declutter coach. And that is because a lot of what we actually do is we're coaching people. We're helping them to, to see, okay, this is the habit you used to have. Let's switch it for this type of habit. And this is how it's going to improve in this particular situation. So essential because if mm. you just come in and do it for people and then leave, yes. sure, their space is more organized, but they don't know how, one, to create that kind of space. Mm. And two, they don't know the habits that they currently have yep. to challenge and change to be able to keep that going throughout their house and through life. And maintenance is a really key factor about organising and people do forget that. And that's why shows like The Home Edit, um, as much as I love them... Can be a bit deceiving. They can be a bit deceiving because it's all about making it pretty rather than teaching the client how to maintain it and and what tips and tricks to use in the future. And so there are two different types of organisers. There are the organisers who will do it for you and you don't necessarily need to be there. subbing in on the team. Yep. There you go, sport. Yep. Yep. Love it. (laughs) And then there's your coach. And then there's the coach organiser who actually teaches you and works alongside you to help you not only make decisions but also what the tips and tricks are to help you maintain that space down the track. So a PO is also a teammate. They are there alongside you, helping you through the process, making sure that you get to that end goal, working with you to meet the needs that you have and the priorities you have. Yeah. You think about, say, hockey, for example, you can't win a hockey match when there's only one person on the team. You have to have a whole lot of players to be able to help you get that ball past the other team and down into the goal. And that's where an organiser is another person that's on your team. And they might not be the only person on your team. You might have your family on your team. You might have a cleaner. You might have a support worker. You might have other people that are on your team. But when you all work together, that's how an organiser can really help you in that practical sense of helping you lift, move, bend, carry carry, all that physical side of things, they're right there with you in that game of decluttering to help you get to the goal. One of the biggest roles that the professional organiser plays, of course, is they're your cheerleader. And sometimes in life we just need one, don't we? We do. We We need that person who's like, yes, you can do this. I know it's overwhelming. I know that decision you're making right now is a hard one. I can see that, but you're doing so well. Let's keep doing it. And that really helps you keep going. You really need someone who can see your achievements and celebrate that success with you. I mean, there is nothing quite like getting a text message from a client that we've been working with for a couple of months and it's something like, look, I threw this out today or look what space I organized without you here because they've learned so much from you as a coach. And then you can say to them, woohoo, go you. Like you were able to take that and apply it on your own without me there. And that's ultimately what we want. We want to be able to coach our clients so that we can quit because we want them to be able to take all that knowledge that we are sharing with them and be able to do it on their own down the track. So interestingly enough, Another role that your PO does is they act as a spectator. Yeah, a spectator is someone who is at a bit of a distance. They can see the whole game and what's going on. They can see all the team players, the coach, the cheerleaders. They can see everything that's going on, but they've got a totally different perspective. And an organiser plays this role when they come in and they look at how a room is functioning and they can automatically say, okay, what if we actually tried 
this furniture configuration? What if we took out this category of items from this particular room because you actually use it in this other room? Mm-hmm. And they've got this kind of objective viewpoint. This fresh set of eyes. Yeah, it's a fresh perspective and they can really see what the plays are that you are doing that are maybe not working, not getting you towards the goal and help you by saying, hey, have you thought about changing it to this and then moving it over to there and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually that's working way better but the client can't see that because they live in the house day in, day out and they don't get that position to be able to step back and be a spectator on their own life. To add to that, they're like your biggest fan. So they're the spectator who knows the game They've got those big pointy foam fingers. Very well. They're covered in head to toe in your team's colours. They they know how this game works Mm. and so they're also able to see, you know, maybe the things that you're doing that aren't serving you. So they're at a real advantage to be skilled and equipped um, and to give that fresh perspective, which is amazing. Okay, before we go on to the pros of hiring an organiser, we're going to take a break for a listener question. You've got mail. Okay, we have another listener question and this one today comes from Sarah in Toowoomba. Sarah says, hey girls, I have a question about decluttering my kids' toys and organising our playroom to make it more usable and functional. Preach, sister. (laughs) At the moment, we have so many toys that don't get used and it's just becoming overwhelming. Do you have any tips on how I can get started on decluttering and organising our playroom and maybe implementing a toy rotation method? Ah. Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know what? Sarah has already identified one of the key factors here. Actually, she's identified both of the key factors. Mm. The first step is definitely to declutter and then the second step is to put that toy rotation in place. And when you use something like the IKEA Trofast system or even the um, Kallax Cube, Um, they're really great because you can create a toy rotation system very easily. If you've got, say, eight cubes and that's it for your toy space, but you've got 12 boxes of toys that your kids love and and like to play with, then take four of them, put them into the garage or up in the top of a spare cupboard or or somewhere where they're not going to get dirty, but they're going to be out of sight. And then every week or two weeks or once a month, depending on how little your kids are and how often they're playing with things, because once your kids are in school... A toy rotation system probably only needs to change every two to four weeks. But if they're at home playing all day, every day, changing some of those boxes around every week will actually see them be a little bit more excited, I think. If you're looking at your toys as like 100%, you really want to just maybe take 30%, keep 30% out, put 60% away, just as like a rule of thumb. And then That's what happens to the other 70% 10%. away? <laughs> thinking there's there's something missing here (laughs) so you know Um, I mean to take a third 33% was what I meant to say anyway 33.33333 yeah thank you (laughs) um either way just take a small chunk and keep them out Mm. and the rest go out the back and then implement them into your toy rotation so you can kind of use that as a rule to give it a go as far as quantity of toys and how many toys your children need you'll find it is so much less Mm. and you'll actually find that once you really start decluttering, they'll play with um, their toys a lot more because they've got less around them. It can get really overstimulating and overwhelming. 
Yeah, and especially when it comes to pack-up time, if you've got eight boxes of toys, your kids will have pulled out eight boxes of toys. So the less they've actually got access to, the better because then it's easier for them at pack-up time and it's easier for them to not have that option of too many choices because their brains can't actually handle it. So sticking with two to three to five at the maximum different categories of toys is probably going to be the best for your child or children uh, to be able to find something that they want to play with but be able to pack it up at the end of the day because I mean as parents what's what's the worst thing coming into a toy area or a playroom and it's just exploded and the kids are tired they don't want to pack it up and you don't want to pack it up either you're tired too and it's like uh, we'll just leave it for another day so Bonnie what is the first step that Sarah can take? The first step for Sarah is to declutter, go through and work out what are the toys that we're not playing with anymore, what are the ones that are not age appropriate, that are maybe not stimulating and creative play. You know, you want toys that are, are really good for uh, playing creatively with other people. Yeah, like the open-ended style toys are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if you want to look at getting rid of toys and you're not quite sure where to start, maybe starting with the five-minute toys or those like real knick-knacky ones. Yeah. Getting rid of those things that don't really stimulate them for very long, if they're not really that exciting or interesting and really contributing to their, you know, development, maybe they're the ones that can go. And, you know, the Pareto principle applies here as well, not just the wardrobe, that 80-20 rule. 20% of your kids' toys, they will be playing with them 80% of the time because they're just the favourites. And you'll know what they are. Mm-hmm. You'll pull out one type of maybe Duplo or something like that and you go, yeah, we love that. Like our kids play with this nonstop. Start with those favourites, keep them, and then work out, okay, I've got maybe three out of the five sets that I'd like to keep. I can pick two more and then the rest can go into rotation or be donated. Well, we hope that helps, Sarah. And if you're listening and you have a question that is burning, there's something in your house, something about decluttering or organisation, we want to know. So just head to our Facebook page, Little Home Organised, and send it as a message. Okay, so we're back talking about the reasons you might want to consider hiring a professional organiser or as we refer to them, a PO. So one of the biggest things, of course, is you're going to make a lot of progress Mm. and Don't be deceived into thinking, I mean, bringing in a PO means you're going to flip your house overnight. There's still a human being who um, needs to, it takes time to do things, but you're going to achieve a lot because they are skilled and they are able to work and build that momentum for you to keep things moving. And you may find that if you had done it in on your own, you wouldn't have been able to do it maybe as well, as quickly, as efficiently. So Mm. a PO can be a real advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And as we like to say, progress, not perfection. And a PO is really good at helping you um, take small steps, which do lead to that big change and that big progression that you kind of need. Another pro of getting an organiser is accountability. Mm-hmm. So when you're on your own and you want to declutter, it can be really easy to procrastinate. Motivation tends to wane. Yes. Um, and when you have booked a PO, you've booked a particular time for them to come. Most of them will have charged some sort of deposit to kind of lock you in. And the reason that we actually do this is because you're more committed once you've put a bit of money into the game. And we want people to say, yes, I want to do this and I'm committing to doing it. And you might, you'll get some POs that charge a deposit, some people that charge 50%, some people that charge 100%. Everybody's different. But once there's some skin in the game, there's more accountability for you as the client to go, yep, okay, I'm paid 
let's do this. And that can be really good because then you've got that commitment made of on this day, from this time to this time, I'm going to get started and I'm going to get organized rather than, oh, I might just wake up on the weekend and see if I feel like decluttering. Yes. And often when we wait to do things until we feel like them, they never get done. It may not happen. <laughs> no, no. And and it's funny because it's that whole thing of wanting to make change but yet waking up, doing the same thing but expecting that different result, you know, that mm. definition of insanity. So if you feel like you've gotten stuck and you want to declutter but you haven't been able to find the motivation, just hire a PO for one session and, and that will help get you oh, kick-started. You'd be surprised at how much momentum that builds for you and it removes you out of that contemplation stage and you start making some action. Mm. So another thing, of course, another pro of having a PO is if you have got no skills in this area whatsoever you are not an organized person you've never had the skill set to do it you've never even considered decluttering before and you wouldn't even know where to begin yeah maybe you grew up in a household where you had a parent or parents who were chronically disorganized or even had hoarding disorder and so you've never had that role modeled for you of when something new comes in something old goes out how to discard items that uh, we no longer need use or love how to get rid of things that are broken these are essential life skills and I feel so passionately about this that I wish that during high school there is actually a subject about organizing your life because we do talk about budgets in maths and we do talk about some other important life skills but we don't tend to talk about things like wills and estates and those kind of important documents that we need to have and we don't tend to talk about how to get organized how to create a routine in a day how to understand tax or you know if you're applying for a home loan yeah there's so much important stuff that kind of is expected from our parents to teach us but what if we've got grown up in a family where that's not something that they ever got taught so we have this kind of like generational lack of knowledge Mm. that gets passed down so that's a real pro for having a professional organizer in especially if you've now got kids and you don't want them to grow up the same way that you grew up without that skill that knowledge you can change your children's future and their children's future by investing in a professional organizer now to teach you those skills now of course we need to mention the cons there can be cons with anything in life and so the number one con I think people would feel it's expensive I can't afford to bring a professional organizer into my home and what would you say to that Bonnie well anything that is worthwhile doing is worthwhile doing well and another little saying that the organizing industry loves to use is pay peanuts you get a monkey so don't go for the cheapest person on Fiverr or Airtasker or your local classifieds ads because you think, oh, yeah, that'll do. They'll help me get it sorted. It is really worthwhile investing in a professional organiser, someone who has been doing it, someone who's got a proven track record because you're not going to need that person forever. Mm -hmm. The whole idea about getting organised and getting decluttered is that you use that person for a period. It's a temporary situation. It's not like your hairdresser. You find the one you love and you go to them for years and you know the investment you're going to be making every six weeks or in my case, six months. It is is someone that you, you spend a little bit of money now 
And if you truly invest in the experience, you mm. shouldn't really need them again. No, that's right. And, I, and that doesn't mean that you just have one session with them and then you're done. It could be that you see them once a fortnight or once a month for a year or two years or whatever it might be. But the important thing to remember is if it's really a priority for you to get your home organized, putting that money investment into it, as well as your time investment to learn the tips and tricks and, and do the decluttering, you will find that it does completely change your life. And I have had so many clients over the last 10 years who are on pensions, who are Mm. really struggling money-wise and they see the value in organising and they will scrimp and save and they will put away, you know, $50 a week, $20 a week until they've got enough money for a session because they know how life-changing it is to have Mm -hmm. a professional organiser come in and help them with their clutter. So it is something to consider if you're someone who isn't in a financial position to invest in a professional organiser. The good news for you is that there's free resources as well. And I'm just going to rattle these off real quickly for you. So one of the things that Bonnie does actually as Little Miss Organised is she delivers a lot of free workshops around Brisbane Mm. And she goes um, a lot of times to libraries and she'll run free information sessions. And because of COVID, now a lot of these are virtual. So it doesn't matter where in the world you are, you can sign up to one of these and sit in and listen and get some free advice. Of course, you can listen to um, the podcast. We give out free tips we all do. the time. Yep. If you follow um, organizing decluttering pages on social media, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Yeah, we're on TikTok, by the way. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you will not see me doing any silly videos anytime <laughs> soon. Um, you, you know, you can, you'd be surprised at the amount of information you can absorb in like a 30 second TikTok video. So if you haven't <laughs> checked us out on TikTok, um, you should definitely go check us out. Mm. Um, of course. So you've got all these resources and then we've got all like our freebies, you know, if you're. Yeah. Like the organizing cheat sheet or the decluttering decision-making tree, there are a lot of free resources out there and it doesn't have to be a case of I've got no money you can access these free resources and just kind of glean the knowledge that you're looking for another con is of course your location if you're someone Mm. who lives really rural or away from where there might be a PO it's going to be harder for you to engage with one and have them come to your house and so that's definitely a con a PO probably isn't going to be able to help you if you are in a situation where you live 10 hours away from the nearest town. Yeah, interestingly enough, I have had a couple of clients over the years who actually live out on stations in rural. Do um, they contact you virtually? No, so we do phone consultations. Oh, so um, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so, and, I, and I think both of them in particular didn't have great internet, so we mm-hmm. couldn't actually do like a video call, which is something that we do quite often, virtual consultations, and people can take their cameras and show us around their house. Um, but these two in particular I'm thinking of, they could only have phone access, and so we would – it was more like a coaching call. So once a month I would have an hour's call with them and they would talk through this is what I've done and I'd say, okay, next time I want you to try this and they would be literally describing to me it's like such an interesting experience they would be describing particular sections of a room and sometimes they had taken photos and they emailed them to me prior so I could kind of see what they were talking about but yeah it was just a really interesting way of working out 
and talking through the decision making with them and helping them kind of determine what the zones are and what was important to them and what that room's function was and all that kind of stuff. So if you are rural and you don't have access to someone who can come and help you hands on, talking to them virtually is definitely an option. Um, But otherwise, you can jump online and do something like a course. That's right. So there are, you know, online courses that we have created Um, So our main one for the whole house is the essentials guide, but we also have courses that are up and coming and in the near future that are for specific rooms in the house. Mm. So, you know, you're able to just purchase one that is just for that room or you can make the investment in one for the entire home and do it from home. It doesn't matter where you live and get all the information that has been gleaned, as you say, from you and all your years in the professional organising industry. All those tips are in there. So like a course could be something that's really great for you. One thing that I did want to mention is a con of hiring someone as a professional organiser who comes in and does it for you when you're not there. I feel like it's somewhat of a, you know, it's great in the sense that you'll come home and your home's looking really organised, but I really do feel like you're at a disadvantage because you don't know how that process happened and how to change your habits and what you need to do going forward to continue that. So I definitely think that can be a con of the type of professional organiser you do hire. And for Mm. some people that will just be the approach that they take, but it's something to consider. It is really important to also think about what discomfort might come with decluttering and organising. Such a big one, isn't it? Yeah, with a professional organiser because it's bound to happen. And, you know, nine times out of ten, our clients do have a teary moment because they are feeling vulnerable or they're feeling ashamed or they're feeling guilty about something. And it is a really personal journey and it's such a privilege as an organiser for someone to let you into their home and let you into their life. And sometimes you're seeing aspects of their life that they wouldn't share with anybody else and I can think of so many clients where we've we've been the only person that they've allowed in their home in the last five or ten years yeah wow and that's amazing and so it can be a little bit uncomfortable having someone work alongside you and ask okay so why are you keeping this or um, what do you use this for but the greatest thing when we do allow that discomfort to kind of sit next to us while we're decluttering we can make really big leaps and bounds And we can move forward and we can let go of the past and and the stuff that's holding us back. I feel like this really ties into what I was talking about last week too with living above and below the line. Like it's uncomfortable to be below the line, but once we recognise that we're there, it like allows us to take back control. Yeah. For these clients, it's really can be super uncomfortable. Yeah. But once they like acknowledge some things and let go of some things and move through the process. It yeah. can be a really positive change. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There always is. Mm. I don't know what it is about tunnels. <laughs> so the last thing I wanted to talk about was how do you pick a professional organiser? Uh, because it is one of those industries where anybody can say, yep, I'm a professional organiser now. So here are some key points that I want you to remember if you are looking at hiring a professional organiser near you. And the first one would be look for someone who is a registered member of an organising body. So we have in Australia the Institute of Professional Organisers. It's actually international. So if you're overseas, you can join that too. Mm -hmm. But there are so many others like there's one in Brazil, there's one in America, there's one in the UK, there's one in Japan. 
there's a few more in some there's a South African one so there are lots of professional bodies that you can pay money to be a member of and that organizer then operates by their code of ethics they have a little bit of accountability they have opportunities for professional development they're communicating with a like-minded group of people so um, for IOPO for example we have a Facebook community that is alive and well we have great debates about how we do things differently as organizers we've just had our annual IOPO conference which was virtual because of COVID but was amazing Amazing, And I actually got to present there and talk about working collaboratively with an occupational therapist, working with clients who have um, injury or disability, which was amazing. Because that's uh, that's one thing that people don't realise about professional organisers is that they fall under NDIS, right? So in Australia, we have this scheme called the National Disability Insurance Scheme. So they've made this scheme where all the states and territories combined into one national scheme and people who have got a disability because of... A, an injury or because of other reasons um, can access this scheme and they can get funding for things to help them. So that might be things like home modifications. It might be cleaning support. It might be someone to help shower you. It might be someone to come and help you declutter because you can't physically get to it or you've got some mental issues that are going on that are making you unable to deal with those things and the clutter is now impeding on your life. So working with clients who are vulnerable, who do have a disability, it is an amazing, amazing job because it's that whole sports analogy of you being a team player because you work with their allied health professional who might be an occupational therapist or a a psychologist or a physiotherapist. There's this whole team of people that you work collaboratively together to help support this person and help them create a safe space for them to live in. So it's very rewarding and, and that's why choosing someone who has membership and especially someone who has insurance, might I add, that's why it's so important to choose someone who has those kind of associations because they're saying to you as the client, yep, I believe in my my industry so much that I think it's really important for my professional development to be part of this registered body. I believe that I'm going to deliver the best service I can by being registered with them or by having insurance. It's like any industry that has an overarching body, right? Like if you're a nurse, you operate under a body. If you're a psychologist, you operate under a certain body. And it shows the public that you are held accountable to the codes and the standards of that community. So that is definitely a consideration to make when you're looking for a PO see what bodies that they are a part of and make sure, as Bonnie mentioned, that they do have insurance. Yes. Another thing I would mention is making sure that they have, that they're able to show you the quality of their work so that they have a proven track record, whether it be they have before and after photos, they have testimonials, Mm. they can basically show you that they know what they're doing. Yeah, and I was talking to someone yesterday about every great business has got bad reviews because when you go onto some businesses – and they're, you know, 99% of the reviews are really good and then there's a couple of really scathing ones, it it can feel like, oh, they've had like one or two bad ones. Maybe, it, maybe they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And every great business has got bad reviews because you are dealing with people and there are always going to be people. Oh, you can't, you can't please everybody and someone's no. perspective of the world 
that, you know, their worldview and how they view situations may be very accurate and real to them, but may not be the same as everybody else. Yes. Yes. So it's really important to find someone who does have a proven track record. If nine out of 10 of their reviews are really negative, I'd probably steer clear for them. Mm -hmm. But if nine out of 10 or eight out of 10 of their reviews are really positive, then that indicates to you that, hey, that person's doing a really good job. They're transforming lives. They're making good progress. So check that they've got that proven track record that you can kind of base their experience off. The last thing I would say when you're bringing anyone into your home, make sure that they are obviously respectful of your space and that they're working for you. So they are not coming in and telling you what to do, telling you what Mm. you need to get rid of. No, 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 no. That's not the message of what a PO does. A PO is alongside you. They will help you. They will guide you. Mm. But no one is there to be like, you have to get rid of this and I'm not leaving until you do. I'd be feeling a little bit, you know, warning, warning. Yeah, that is a bit of a red flag. And when you are engaging a PO, make sure that you spend some time talking to them or reading about them if they've got information on their website. I really like a PO business that's got a photo of who that person is because you want to know what you're expecting when they turn up at your door. Mm -hmm. And I love when there's a bit of a blurb about them because you want to know what are the things that you can connect with them about. So are you a mother of six kids and you love German shepherds and you like to craft on the weekends? Awesome. I know that you as a PO have got something in common with me because I also love dogs. And so when you get to my house, I can talk to you about my dog. and Who's a German Shepherd. Who's a German Shepherd. um, And we can bond over that particular thing. So putting yourself out there so that people can feel comfortable and know who you are before you kind of get there, it's really important as a client choosing an organiser to make sure that you do feel comfortable with the person that you're letting into your home. And if for some reason you do a session with them, you meet them and you don't click, you don't have the vibe, feel free to say, nope, sorry, you're actually not for me. I'm going to keep looking. Um, and yeah, and that's the key part there is don't give up on the journey and the experience of having a PO no. because of that one bad experience. If you had one bad experience at the doctor, you wouldn't be like, well, medicine's not for me. Um, you'd go and find a different GP, okay? So same thing with this industry. Make sure someone's a good fit for you. Yeah, exactly. What's our tidy task, Bon? So your tidy task for this week, if you are stuck in your journey of organising and you do need a little bit of help and you are ready to take that step, I'd like you to look, if you're in Australia, look at the IOPO directory for an organiser in your area. If you are international, please have a search in your local area for an organiser. And if getting an organiser is not something that you can do on your budget or because of your time constraints, look at something like an online course or a freebie. So we have the essentials guide. If you go to the littlehomeorganised.com.au website, you can find our online course there. That's a really good stepping stone for helping you organise every room in your house. And that's it for this week's episode. So thank you once again for choosing to have us in your ears. And if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, we'd be so grateful for you doing it. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoy the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world.